0: Good morning, Steve. Morning, Tom. I'm awake now. I'm glad that you're awake. I'm glad that you're ready to record this podcast, <laughs> despite like needing coffee and needing your pumpkin spice Cheerios. Yes. Honestly, you fine. and um, uh, what is that account? White Sox Karen, <laughs> who is our buddy White Sox barber who puts <laughs> a little filter on and makes himself look like a Karen. Um. You were White Sox, Karen, this morning. You needed your coffee and your pumpkin spice Cheerios. Wouldn't get started
1: without it. I wouldn't dream of getting started without it. Okay. I needed uh, one and a half cups of coffee, and I'm gonna get another one in just a minute. But um,
0: I'm getting this morning started well, as you can see, on the table.
1: <laughs> I went for coffee. Steve went for coffee as well, but <laughs> coffee with golden ale is 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 Bolton <laughs> Street blend
0: here from. The finest Goose Island, as well as oh my god, a Natterday.
1: A Natterday. We have multiple is Natterdays is coming. So <laughs> Natterday is actually just a natural light with lemonade, um, but more accurately, it's sugar and water. It's, it's Kool-Aid. delicious, though. It's so. just Kool Aid. As our buddy Summer of George
0: <laughs> just commented on Twitter, posting this, I posted a picture with the Natterday and mm-hmm. you flipping me off. Yep. he said. <laughs> Natterday's slap. Which is just an an outright fact. That's just big facts right there. So thank you to well, Alex.
1: Well, I woke up this morning to a little bit different experience. <laughs> oh, you're gonna talk about uh I'm debating okay, okay. Tommy's
0: <laughs> dog over here, his Todd. little puppy who is like what, six pounds now?
1: eight pounds thank wow. you very much apart pardon me we're the stretch goal i'm trying to get him up to 20 pounds people but this is a miniature schnauzer everybody so he is the light of my life but he's also um just uh just a horny little guy this morning so uh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> That's an underestimation right there. I was going in and out of sleep because he was uh, trying to get out of the room to go be with his mother who was in class and had to do other things. So I was trying to distract him and also sleep. But uh, he wasn't having it. So at some point I would be grabbing him, putting on the bed, giving him a toy, trying to make him distracted for a little bit and then take my nap. And then I'd wake up in 30 minutes to him yipping at the door again. Um However, at some point, I got caught in between getting the toy and getting to him. So I was just holding his toy um, and fell back asleep. (laughs) You woke up to. I woke up to Todd just giving it to this (laughs) toy in my hand (laughs) on the side of the bed. And that. Ugh, that was that was one hell of a way to wake up. That is incredible. <laughs> I cannot believe <laughs> I well, in my in my like half asleep state of mind. I was like, so why is my hand shaking? What is <laughs> what is like? What's wrong? Like, am I is somebody pulling on my arm to wake <laughs> me up? Oh, you no. really need to get the balls chopped it- off that dog, <laughs> pronto, yo! Hey, you're not allowed to do it until six months, so he he's got one more month left with his balls, and then they're gone. He so. he
0: needs to get he needs to keep it up for the next month because he's got to enjoy this next month. He does because I know, know when six months hit, you are going to be they're gone already. You are right. going to be ready <laughs> uh. to get rid of those things i will be waiting, this dog is a fiend i will everybody. be waiting
1: in line to get those nuts chopped off the <laughs> day he turns six months
0: <laughs> oh my god well we should probably talk baseball tom yeah because, yeah let's, let's so now that
1: we've thrown that out there for everybody
0: since we last talked i think it was on a thursday Mm -hmm. Uh, It was right before the Cubs series started Mm -hmm. And we accurately predicted Which is very
1: Not like us Not like us at all
0: (laughs) We accurately (laughs) predicted a lot of what happened in Mm -hmm. the Cubs series Uh, We went out and we said the lefty-lefty matchup Of Lester versus Keiko played in our favor Big time And it did big time Big time Offense showed up huge against left-handed pitching And the Cubs still cannot hit left-handed pitching um, on top of that, we said Saturday and Sunday we would probably split, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, we
1: would we said this? There was no sweep either direction happening, right? And we, we were didn't correct. Sweep. But we got close. And then we also said that this Cubs offense wasn't going to score six runs. I said that, Steve. You were like, they can score six runs. They can't score six runs. They can't do it. Right
0: now, they have been struggling mightily. They are depending so heavily on their pitching, unlike us, where it's the complete yeah. opposite. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a fun series to watch. I, Anytime you can take two out of three at Wrigley, Yeah. I know there's no fans in the stands.
1: But if, None were, the worse. but if there were, but if there
0: were, it'd be amazing riots, I
1: mean, <laughs> 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 fights,
0: in, no fighting in the bleachers, right? No,
1: no, not no with fighting Cubs in fans. the
0: bleachers. Come on. So, <laughs> that was a fun series to watch. Yeah, you, know, you come back. You're, you're taking care of business against Pittsburgh. Which you, yeah, you better right. I mean, <laughs> once again, this team is taking care of business against bad teams, which is. Now, good.
1: let's talk a minute about, holy shit, Giolito. Oh,
0: let's not forget <laughs> that there was a no-hitter that happened, Oh. Ladies my and gentlemen. Good lord, that was so fun. I was excited. Here's the thing. I think you showed another level of excitement that I didn't. I was like... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah? I mean, I just, as somebody that's seen a perfect... I wasn't... Um in person to watch it obviously. Yeah. But as somebody who watched the entirety of the Burley game. Yeah. His perfect game in particular, I was not like majorly blown away by the fact that a no hitter happened, especially against a team like the Pirates. Sure. Nonetheless, the no hitter is a huge accomplishment. And I know you came out with a tweet the other day when we signed Jared Dyson. Yep. Um, and you were like, outfield defense. Outfield
1: defense.
0: Uh, as a joke. <laughs> but let's be real. If it weren't for outfield defense, mm-hmm. out number 27 would not have been out number 27 because right. Nomar Mazzara would not have caught no. that ball.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, yeah, Angle had to take the exact right route to make that, like, waist-high catch. Yeah. No, that would not have happened. I don't think Nomar Zara can bend over that far. Like, I don't think he's limber enough is what I'm saying.
0: I think he's still moving in slow-mo, which we'll talk about
1: later in this episode as well. I'm surprised every time he legs out a double because it's like, oh, man, I didn't know he could go that fast, but... <laughs> right. Seriously. I Has he
0: legged out a double yet? I can't even there remember was, the last time he legged out a double. He had a double. There was, there was one in... <laughs> Oh, that's so bad. Against Pittsburgh, I think.
1: (laughs) Yes. He had a, I think he had a one double. Yeah, there was that one double. That's right. I just saw his (laughs) slugging numbers and
0: I was like, wow, that looks fairly similar to Yomer Sanchez.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Welcome back to the Sox, Yomer. Hey, we love to have him. Love to have him.
0: Is a okay bench piece, I guess, if they really are desperate. I just really want Nick Madrigal back. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think he this Yomer is better than a Ryan Goins.
0: Yes. Um, what? I, I want to see them in a sprint. What? I want to see their sprint speeds. Why? I would love to see Ryan Goins versus Yomer Sanchez in a sprint because these are guys that you're going to be pulling off the bench in order to pitch right. run, right? No, but Or be my, defensive replacements, which maybe Yomer's exactly. still better defensively, Exactly, That's right? what
1: I was getting at is, like, I would way, way rather have Yomer in the infield than Ryan Goins. I don't think Ryan Goins is, like, bad in the infield. I don't actually know if he's good or bad in the infield, but I know that Yomer is good in the infield, so...
0: I haven't seen him play in what? How many months has it been now? Ten months, okay. but yes. hopefully not too much has changed. Like I know you don't give Nick a Madrigal shit about is trophies. going to be better. So I just really just want Nick Madrigal as the backup second baseman, or even the starting second baseman. Yeah, right wait, what well, we right talking now. about? Me, not even like, backup.
1: What is this garbage because, about backup? Oh, well,
0: here's the thing. Danny Mendick has been a very serviceable backup
1: right now, and very serviceable backup,
0: right. And I would rather have Danny Mendick than Yomer Sanchez.
1: Yes, I think we can all agree that, okay. like, in the pecking order, it's Madrigal, it's frickin' Mendick, it's Yomer, and then it's Goins, right, Steve, right? Yomer and Goins might be a toss-up, so... W-
0: We'll talk about Ryan Gowens in a second, yes, too. We um, but well, we were
1: talking about a no hitter, and then we started talking about fucking. Well, we Luke were talking about defense. G elito G G oh, most definitely was out here, and I, you know what, I'm actually mad at you because I, I thought better of you that you wouldn't mention that he did it against the Pirates. It doesn't matter if he's doing You're it right. against a go. garbage a team. No hitter is a no hitter. Absolutely, 100%. I 100
0: percent agree. It is a very bad lineup, and he is an elite pitcher, so I expected a great result. Obviously, not yeah, that Yeah, you great. can expect
1: a great result. In and a, you can, here, Here's yeah. the
0: thing that's being overshadowed about his performance. Right. Of the 27 outs, 13 were strikeouts. Yeah. Of the 28 batters faced, he striked, struck out almost half of them.
1: That is elite. That's what we
0: need to see out of him. That right, is he's not depending on defense. Really good. Not a lot of those balls. The hardest hit ball was that final out, mm-hmm. where obviously nerves are kicking in, and he—he's yeah. just his mind is—is is really just like only on that, only on. Oh, I better not screw this up. Right,
1: right. How could you not be in that state of being? State of mind, anyway. You know? Exactly.
0: So huge. It's absolutely huge, and honestly, i, I hope even though you can't measure this. I really hope it's it's a big turning point for this team too, and being like, okay, we just threw a no hitter, and then obviously the walk off last night too. Yep, yep. You can't measure momentum, really.
1: You can't. But you can measure wins, and these wins is rolling. Right. Ten and one. Ten and one over the last eleven. Ten and one. You literally cannot complain about ten and one. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, not sad one boy bit. hour is not happening this episode. No, <laughs> it's not. We're we're past the
0: oh crap, we lost the first game of a series to the Detroit Tigers.
1: Uh, oh crap, we got our swept offense in a is by the, asleep. Yeah, no,
0: offense is awake. Pitching has been pretty decent. Um yeah. even though I will address that. Yeah, too. Yeah,
1: that's definitely. I mean, we had Ronaldo Lopez on the mound last night for four innings. Raylo was. Mm, And I think that's the best we're going to get out of Raylo. Like, he was getting smacked up a little bit second time through the order. Like, he he really can't go.
0: Well, let me ask. Are White Sox fans okay with meh? We shouldn't be, right?
1: No. I mean,
0: I think there's so many of us that have, like, trudged through the last decade plus. Yeah. And been like, okay, if we can get meh, we'll be all right. This isn't the time for meh. The window is open, right? The window is open Yes, the window's open. I, I
1: I'll let you I'll let you keep going. The window's open.
0: So, Jason Benetti said something extremely interesting last night. He was talking about how good this team has been. He was wow, talking imagine about the future.
1: Jason Benetti saying something but, interesting but like he everything said, he ever does. Okay.
0: But he said the future he was like everybody's talking about the future. The future, quote unquote, the future is this moment. Mm. Mm. I said I won't, uh, this was going to be the last time I said it for a while on Twitter, but I got to say it on the podcast, too. Can they please, if the future is now, which I think a lot of us believe, right? 10 can they one. please trade some prospects, or a cornerstone prospect, possibly, for a pitcher that is under, a starting pitcher that is under contract?
1: Well, we are making deals right now. We have Gerard Dyson. Gerard Dyson
0: is it so I heard Jason pronounce it as Gerard is it Gerard Dyson or is it Jared Dyson I think it's I think Gerard. it is Gerard isn't it? I mean the spelling I think so pitching though the the okay If you're gonna look at areas of need for this team Tommy what is the number one area of need pitching starting pitching starting pitching you have two guys right now that can go seven plus innings that's it just yeah. two mm-hmm. okay you're putting way too much pressure on your bullpen, and as you saw last night, your bullpen's not going to be perfect. No. Matt Foster puts a actually fairly well-placed fastball, but waist-high on the outside of the plate to or- Jorge Soler, yeah. and he takes it out, right? Because that's what Soler does. Alex Colome, not awesome last night. The best. Even though the the error did not help, Alex Colome, not great last night. Yeah. Okay. Gave up his first earned run. Yeah. So, can they please, please get a starter? Like, you're. Are are you in agreement with me that this
1: is a need? This starting pitching is top priority, and this is my fear: is that people think about, oh, well, next year we'll have Dunning and Kopech as options, and. Possibly a healthy Rodon. Possibly a, a lot healthy of G- question marks. Ronaldo, just like there were this year. Yeah, there are a lot of question marks. We went into the year thinking we were going to have six options that would possibly like have some potential to turn out for the better, mm-hmm. and we end up with three. You know, that's this is the whole point is that you you are going to go through in a 162 game season probably 10 starters. And 162, yeah, for sure So why the hell do you think it's not a good idea to have three really good starters And then you can have think, four or five guys go through the, the four five too. slots Think about the playoffs mm-hmm. too
0: mm-hmm. Let's start with just this year's format Yeah First round, you're going to be faced up against a team in a best of five series Yeah Okay Pardon me. I think it's a best of 3. I correct? Yes, correction. You're going to have a best of 3. Yeah. And you need to win 2 out of those 3 games. Mhm. Keiko, cease? Question mark?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's Now, against a playoff caliber team, I don't I don't like sleep Exactly.
0: If this team is offensively ready to go, you yeah. got to support them. Now, Lance Lynn has obviously been the big name That's been thrown across Yeah, because the Rangers aren't White Sox Twitter, even MLB Network yep. The Rangers yep. are not good I've thrown out Straight up Because I'm not a huge fan of his future A lot of people are super sold on his hit tool Yep And and, and Andrew Vaughn Yep I think a majority of White Sox Twitter would say No to an Andrew Vaughn for Lance Lynn Straight up trade What do you think? It's 100% worth it. You think it's worth it, even
1: for Vaughn? Yeah, because wow. Lancelin's locked up for two more years it's after? this year and one more. Oh, this year and one more? Okay, so I thought it was two years after this year. It's two years Just including this year. This year. So the whole point of it being that if we can do this, I mean, it would have to be in the next two days because I think the trade deadline ends on Monday or whatever. Mm-hmm. But So this may all be a moot point, but if we get him this year, use him through the rest of the season, and you know, I mean, we're gonna make waves in the playoffs this year because of the format of the playoffs, and because how of how hot we are. This offense is like we are a really hot offense, so we're gonna make waves. It's just how big of a wave are we planning on making? Because if we need some starting pitching to back that up, so there's that for this year, and then next year you get a whole season of. Three pitchers, at least three pitchers, that are high count, cal- like good Absolutely. pitchers. I'm not gonna say that Lance Lynn is lights out or anything. He like he's probably he's damn near lights out. He's he's been a lot better the last year and this year than he, he was has a in the top past.
0: ten pitcher in the major leagues last year. Yeah. And he's a top ten, maybe at least fifteen pitcher in the major leagues
1: right now yeah it's just weird to me because he like really wasn't that great two years ago three years ago right but i mean you know a little S- uh, um a nice healthy S- some guys square their breakfast of steroids and, and <laughs> that's always gonna help so turning us Nelson Cruz around, right yes a hundred percent um but i mean like i i'm a hundred percent in favor because it's like the opportunity to have A guy like that rounding out a rotation where you, if you can just eliminate one more question mark, that's, that is when you're getting out of rebuild mindset. Most definitely. Because you, you, in rebuild, you're like, everything's a question mark. Everything's like, is this core going to work out? Is this part of the core going to work out? Is this... Starting pitcher going to pan out. Is this person going to pan out? It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to guess if this person is going to pan out. Right. I want to know. And the other part of it is, look, we've talked about this every damn time we chat, but it's what do good teams do? Trade for pitching. Trade for pitching. Because there's not enough top-tier pitching in the world. Whether it's
0: in the bullpen or whether it's in the starting rotation, usually teams... You, you know, build their their prospects, uh, their hitting prospects, and then trade for that pitching. Now, yeah. most people are against this whole Vaughn thing. That might be a high asking price, too, according to some people, including our front office. Now, let me throw this alternative out there. Kopech, or, this is all or, one of these starters. Sure. Kopech, Dunning, or Stever... Along with one of these outfield prospects, so like, so a, like micro a package, Adolfo, a Mike Adolfo yeah. type, yeah. or I think Blake Rutherford might be off the table because the potential just not has not been there. Yeah. Luis Gonzalez, even yeah, sure. Would you throw one of those pitchers and one of those outfielders in a package for Lance Lynn
1: for a year and a couple months of Lance Lynn? I, I'm I'm hesitant to trade starting pitching for starting pitching mm-hmm. because it's like it, when that's our area of need, we still do need people that are going right. to, you know what Notice I
0: mean? Notice I did not throw Cease in there because yeah.
1: obviously he is he's a piece of this that you need right now. Exactly, yeah. At this point, Cease is part of the rotation indefinitely. Like mm-hmm. he, he's made it. The question marks are still Reynaldo Lopez. Is he going to be a long-term person out there is Dane Dunning going to be a long-term person out there apparently the front office doesn't think that or the yeah like the GM doesn't think that he's built for the playoff roster or whatever because he's back in the Schomburg get perfecting his craft I guess I don't know but he should be up in my opinion and then like Kopech we don't know so I guess what I'm getting at is so even like Stever and Adolfo would you do that? Stever and Adolfo is that. I would, I mean, here's the thing. Any package that works, I'm good with. That That's where I'm at. Is like, As long as we're not giving up too much. As long as we're not, like, giving up Steve or Adolfo, Vaughn, Madrigal. <laughs> like, right. Like, if we're not throwing the kitchen sink at somebody to get one guy. Right. I think it's worth it. If it's, like, if it's a reasonable, like... Thought out trade, not a like Philly situation where they'll just like do some stupid shit for right now. Like, as long as we're not going overboard, this is the time to do it. And this, this is the, these are, there are players out there that are worth going and getting. There you have it. I just got to be in win now mode. That, yeah. And as a caveat to the whole thing, right? We, we we really should be in win-now mode. You still don't know what 2021 is going to be like. And if I were in the front office of a ball club, it's tough to sell it to everybody saying, hey, this is our window. Let's leverage everything we have to get after it now when you don't even know if a full season is going to be played. You don't even know if you're going to be able to sell tickets next year. You don't even know... Yeah. So I hate to put a damper on it, but that's out there. That is a real thing that's got to be the major reservation. Yeah, I guess. You're mad. It sucks. And but. I but this is reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are living in 2020, ladies and gentlemen, and that shit's real. There is serious fear of whether or not they have to cancel 2020 season or like do the same thing that they did this year in terms of no fans, shortened season, different layout, COVID testing out the wazoo. You know, like this is all potential for for going into next year. Absolutely. Prayers that the CBA works out. Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Um, anyway, let's move on, my guy. What's up, Steve?
0: Not much. Oh, no, no. Finish your
1: drink before we do this ad. Let's let's, let's (laughs) prioritize it. I'm just enjoying my my nice, (laughs) matter day right now. All right. Well, I I would like to ask you something here. What do you got to ask me, Tom? What's going on? Uh, do you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? Yeah, I think it's called the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Oh, oh, oh! This is your okay. This okay. is it. So, <laughs> and and would you call that a service that goes underappreciated?
0: I think sometimes when we tweet out our podcast and it gets two likes from you and myself, that's uh, that's underappreciated. So
1: um, we're looking for sleek, impeccable presentation, but we're kind of lacking the know-how. Oh, we definitely lack the know-how. We don't have the resources. We do not have the
0: resources. We record this thing on freaking GarageBand.
1: (laughs) Hey, those are state secrets. (laughs) So, if you're answering yes to any of these questions, who, who am I telling you to get Tom, in touch Tom, I
0: know exactly who you're talking about right now. We should get in touch with DBC Brand. Mm-hmm. With your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. I don't even know what half that is. <laughs> Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business, the creative touch, and the spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by creatives. By creatives. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, usually after the ad, sometimes we hop into our Minoso Minute, which yeah. our listeners know about, but we wanted to turn this kind of into a Minoso Minute and conversation yeah. over what's going on uh in our world as well as MLB baseball
1: yeah in general yeah so i mean it, what's what's <sighs> sorry this is is a heavy topic for me guys yeah. um the shooting in kenosha is just it's a it's another example of what's going wrong in the united states right now and I'm going to try to, I've been actively trying to make an effort to be looking for the positive in it because it's been really mentally grating for me to be seeing all the negative that's out there for, you know, so long now. Absolutely. So like my mental health, trying to take care of myself, I'm looking for the positives in all this. And the good thing about it is that there are positives in baseball. And the, the, the place that gives me life, baseball, is mm-hmm. giving me life outside the lines as well. You know, there are a lot of guys out here that are saying the right things at the right time and standing up for what's right. No, they They're not like turning a blind eye. They're not sticking to the game. They're being humans, which is what we need more of. Right.
0: And in addition to that, too, I, I appreciate what they're doing so much because – the MLB as an organization, mm-hmm. as a entity, as a corporation, right, is not being very supportive. Yeah, um, as many people know about Rob Manfred's uh, comments that were exposed by uh, Brody Van. I never pronounced Brody Van Wagonin. Wagonin, I never pronounced the last name correct. Um, the comments that he exposed um, of Manfred's the other day. Uh, whether he knew he was on video or not. Um, like, Rob Manfred, first and foremost, needs to step down from G-G-F-O, his position. GTFO, oh, my guy. It's like, number one, you're terrible at your job, and then number
1: two, you're, you're basically being a racist. <laughs> yeah. And I think where I'm coming from is, is I just want more of... People like Giolito. People like Mookie Betts. People like... Tim um, Anderson. Yeah. And like, we... People who are... People like Jason Hayward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people who are just not going to pretend like nothing's happening. Absolutely. Because shit's going down. There's so many of those guys in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the first baseman, backup first baseman, I guess. Or Pete Alonso's not that hot right now, so... I guess the first baseman for the Mets, Dominic Smith, just had this really emotional. I mean, like this, the the people are speaking their mind, and that's what I'm. That's what matters to me is that we get to see, we get to connect with these guys on a different level, and that makes you pull for them even more, right? For sure. I mean, just I I crave when I watch the game, the human element of it, Mm -hmm. I just do. And these guys are, I mean, they're taking it to the next level when they're like, there's a bunch of teams who aren't even, they just refused outright to play that evening or the next day or whatever. And it's like, that's the right call. Cause it forces people who were like planning around that game that day. Like, Hey, I'm going to make sure I got time to watch the game. Oh, it's not happening. Why is it not happening? Oh, this is a bigger deal than I guess I thought it was. Mm. I have, I'm have i forced to think about it. And now. a bigger deal than baseball in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah, like baseball doesn't matter when people are out here getting shot. We for... have
0: institutions and systems in place in this country, biases, that yeah.
1: need to be attacked and removed. And that's where it it's at right now, guys. It's like, it's not okay to just not be racist. You need to be actively anti-racist. And that's, it's not, it's asking a lot of people, but it's also kind of basic, like basic humanity. You should call out when you see racism, even in its most infancy forms where it's just like, not even like a joke, but just like a side comment. Most definitely. Just like, where's... Even and, when you see there's no representation. Hey, right. why
0: is there no representation in this room right as now? As a whole, too, as a platform that we definitely engage in a lot, I think White Sox Twitter, I do want to commend most of White Sox Twitter right. for being very good humans. active mm-hmm. and very open and very aware of what's going on in our world. Um this is a member of non-White Sox Twitter who commented though on the NBC Sports page about Jason Benetti last night was because it was Jackie Robinson Day. Um, really poignant, by the way. Yes, um, you know, made a a great statement about you know what's going on in our country and the importance of. Celebrating what Jackie did and the work that baseball players are still continuing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And some organizations are still continuing to do like the ACE program for the white was brought up. Um, But somebody said nothing Benetti says could possibly interest me. Another white male panderer to the political correctness with the blacks quote unquote, like this is not something I'm making up. This was something that somebody said. Um, I just like, First and foremost, I want to commend the people of White Sox Twitter who commented against this and were, uh, you know, anti, you know, very voiced themselves <laughs> in saying that this was just straight up wrong. Um, Anti-racism in, in practice. Right. right. But it, it, it floors me that people like this, too, who also on their profile say devoted to Jesus. um would say things like this, and I love our guy at Billy Wires, Juan Uribe's Cup. Um, <laughs> obviously, like when it comes to religion, when it comes to beliefs about uh, I don't know, higher powers or or whatnot, you and I and he have very different beliefs, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do want to say, as a, a a Christian, as somebody who identifies as as a Christian on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, this is not a representation of who all of us are. Yeah, we like that's important for me to say. I feel like
1: yeah, and it's unfortunately a representation of what many of us are. But that is that's true. Not, There's work to be done. That's not representative of the faith that's not representative of who, who Christ is. Absolutely. You know, that's not, that's not what he taught us. It's no. just not. <laughs> Period. God. <laughs> oh, well, so I, I just want to like quick touch back on the fact that, you know, 2016 is when Kaepernick took a knee, right? hmm We're still dealing with the fact that baseball players and, and, you know, NBA is just not playing because this is still an issue. You know, that's that's four years ago that Kaepernick took a knee for pre- police brutality, and it's just, it's, nothing's really changed.
0: Still got a lot of work to do in this country. But
1: people are standing up, doing the right thing. It's true.
0: Side of things. Let's talk a little bit more about White Sox baseball
1: <laughs> Now um, Nikki.
0: Guys Nikki Delmonico D- No longer D- A White Sox
1: Aide Now timeline on when he's gonna be back In a White Sox uniform Over under <laughs>
0: <laughs> Over under well, one year <laughs> After this Yomer incident exactly. It might be uh, No I'm gonna say this is the end This is the end Of the Nicky Delmonico era. I mean, I think... I
1: don't know, man. uh,
0: There's no way, right? (laughs) There's no way. This is is not his first rodeo. Yeah, it's not. So let's commemorate, as some people (laughs) usually do when the White Sox DFA somebody or when the White Sox send somebody down to the minors, usually one or multiple smart asses on our favorite social media platform <laughs> say, what was your favorite part of the blank era? So what was your favorite part, Tom, of the Nikki Delmonico, the Nikki Stakes era?
1: <laughs> it's got to be the flow. The flow, especially. You would say the flow. Oh, the man with man. the flow says his so favorite part of the Delmonico good. era was the flow. It was this spring training, right, that he came to camp, and he just looked so Good, My man. God. The lettuce coming out the back. You of the what?
0: Helmet. What good play good works for some guys? I, I don't he know. He was about.
1: hot in spring training and then he cooled off when he cut his hair and now he's DFA'd. So, so, so he's I Samson. just got to say, you're,
0: you're telling me he's got the, the Samson.
1: He, he had, there's got to be a little bit of that in there because as soon as he cut his hair, he's like, man, I've made a mistake. And guess what? He's making mistakes at the plate. Next thing you know, he's out of the league. Man, you should have kept that the hair oh, should have kept
0: the hair i'll tell you what some of my favorite <laughs> actual memories of the nicky delmonico era um first and foremost when i he was on assignment i think he was on injury rehab in 2018 when i saw him down in charlotte yeah but i remember showing up to the ballpark and i was like all right delmonico's at the plate like you know obviously i've seen this guy up in Chicago. Yeah." And I see what he's batting, and it's like 437. And it wasn't like a major big sample size, but it was like 20-something at-bats. And I was like, goodness gracious, Jesus. I will never see Nicky Delmonico batting 437. Lighting up AAA. Yeah. I think he went like two for four that game, too, which only raised it. So. <laughs> um, I'll never forget the walk-off against Boston as well, the miracle home run. Yeah. Yep. That was last year. Think about that. That was last year. Yeah. That was last, like, May. Mm-hmm crazy there's been so much that's something that we need to focus on the positives the fact that this team has improved so much <laughs> since that time oh
1: my gosh it like and that's just uh, like a year ago we that's just about a year ago we were very bad very bad and now people 99 wins are bust <laughs> let's go we're in First place in the division. We're the best team in baseball.
0: You and the 99 wins are bust. Just kills me every time.
1: <laughs> Dude, we are 10-1. and 1. At this pace, we could get to 99 wins before the 60-game season is over.
0: That's not how it works. I, this is... Ta- how do you manage Lumel Lu-Mil-Nati? Not That Lumel Malnati's <laughs> branch must be really... Screwed up in the books.
1: <laughs> hey, we uh, found out yesterday we're the eighth highest grossing Lumal Notties in the company right now.
0: Would probably be first or second if Tommy knew how <laughs> to do basic math.
1: <laughs> yeah. <this laughs> what is $100 to $60? Good, it's, it's all gracious. the same, right? Well,
0: considering the White Sox are in first place <laughs> right now, too, we got to remain positive. We really got to keep our heads high. Yeah. This is a good team, right? This is... but. As we mentioned, this is gonna be a dogfight, right?
1: Yep, we keep saying it, and it's true because Cleveland, they're right there with us. And the twins now. We actually caught up to the twins, which is like a huge deal. And we're gonna play them soon, so we're gonna find out like when we're at our best. Are we actually
0: be nice if we had another starter to (laughs) go against them, but you
1: won't (laughs) shut up about
0: it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I here's where I'm at. As we said before, it just what a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were in the phase of saying, "Oh gosh." A couple weeks before that, we came out with a podcast that said we're number two, right? We're the second best yep. team in the division. Uh-huh. Then two weeks after that, we were like, "Oh gosh, are we even the second best team in the division? Yeah. This team is so volatile, like it's a roller coaster. It is absolutely and." I think this team just needs to take the mentality of what can we do. The front office has to take the mentality of saying, what can we do to get better? What can we do to solidify this team as a playoff team and to be competitive in the playoffs? Right. If you sneak into the playoffs, even in a 16 team format compared to a 10 team format, you got to make yourself competitive in the playoffs. You just get into the playoffs and put yourself in the best position to win. Right. Look at the Washington Nationals, right? So, barely sneak awesome. in.
1: But that pitching, that exactly, pitching Exactly, right? Uh-huh. So, so if they like I mean you just get a few timely hits and that's I mean, hey, my team in the NL is the Giants. That's their that was their formula 12, 10 12 14 was just really good pitching and then get some good hitting like kind of like Buster Posey just stepping up, and then like a couple other guys. Like you don't. There are plenty of guys on the White Sox roster that will step up and hit. Yes, and that's that. That's the main thing. Is like we don't have to be that kind of bottom feeding playoff team that just like squeaks by mm-hmm. with their with. Like we don't have to be that team if we don't want to. Like if we want to, we could be dominant. Right. Look at look
0: at the Twins of last year. Right. You had arguably the best of offense in the AL. -hmm. Right? Them and the Yankees, right? They face off against the Yankees. And obviously, the Yankees' pitching was way better than Minnesota. It showed. It showed big time.
1: It's like you can roll through the regular season off slugging percentage. Yep. If the playoffs started
0: today, I believe. I can't remember if this is correct totally, but I believe if the playoffs started today,
1: we'd be the number one seed. No The best team in the world The White Sox first would buy through the first three rounds of the playoffs The White
0: Sox would be matched up against the Yankees Okay mm. mm. So you've got to put yourself in a position I, If I'm in the front office I would put myself in a position where If I have to face up against Cole Paxson oh, And I don't know Sever ma- Is Severino healthy
1: ma- 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 Masahiro ma- Tanaka There it is
0: I, I would put myself in a position where I want to see I Severino can, know about where those I guys. can definitely win <laughs> two of those three games. Yeah. You know? So, all right. I got to do this. We're at the halfway point, And there are a lot of guys, obviously, who are solidified and a part of this roster. Guys like Tim Anderson, guys like Yohan Moncada, Jose Abreu. Let's go
1: for just a second and Uh-oh. say remember at the start of the season when TA went like. 2 for 40 and we were like really worried. Mhm. Dude, I'm never doubting that man again. <laughs> the man can hit. Never again will I doubt him. I still want him to improve that defense. He saved he, he saved the no-hitter. He also almost threw it away at one point, but he saved the no-hitter.
0: Right. <laughs> so <laughs> All right, I'm keeping <laughs> guys like Tim Anderson, Yordan Moncada, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal out of this conversation because yeah, they're, they're solidified parts they're of in this there. roster, yep. right? Yeah, yep, yep.
1: baby. And, wanna... and Adam Angle is on that list of solidified... Oh, like, well, <laughs> okay. So
0: that's what I'm getting at, right? There are guys on this roster who I think... Some of, whites, some of the White Sox community is like, we could definitely replace this guy with somebody better. Mm-hmm. And there are guys who... Like, in the same token, there are people in the White Sox community who are like, no, we got to keep them. We got to keep them. Right. So, I've created a list of five position players and five pitchers that I want to get your opinion on whether the White Sox should be invested in them or if they should just kind of throw in the towel with them. Okay? Right. The biggest question mark to me, I'm going to start with it, is Nomar Mazzara.
1: Shouldn't we have built up to the biggest question mark? No, you already brought it up. So Absolutely. We're diving in. No Mazzara is just not hitting five hundred foot bombs, which is the only reason he has why. Hit zero bombs. I, my friends. Yeah. And this is the reason why we wanted him to come to the South Side to hit bombs past the goose, you know, like just frickin' juicing balls way out of like onto the Dan Ryan. That's mm-hmm. what we wanted to see. And he hasn't hit a dong yet. Nope, not one single one. So, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that he is a pl- keeper, replace platoon at best, platoon at best. Okay. So if we're if we're saying is he the sole starter? No, he can't be. That's not the option. Okay. I'm gonna move next.
0: Speaking of outfielders, I'm gonna move next to Adam Engel. Ha. Ah. What are your thoughts on
1: Adam Engel? Greatest of all time, saved the no-hitter. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Need your here's, actual thoughts. Here's the thing. He has developed a little bit of pop. Absolutely. I mean, it's— Hitting has it's, improved, especially against left-handed pitching. And, hey, like, that's kind of what you were asking him to do to find himself in the outfield. Like, he, he this is what it comes down to for me. Adam Engel was booty-butt-cheeks. And then we were like, wait, no, he's got a good glove. Like, wow, wait, no, he's got a really good glove. That was kind of like the progression for me in my mindset with him. He's like, oh, booty butt cheeks, never want to see him again. Wait a minute, that guy can catch everything. And then we were like, okay, but you got to be better at the plate. Look, the man's done what you've asked him to do. Absolutely. This is what it comes down to. Like, there are people that make that force you to put them in the lineup, and he's kind of – he's not necessarily, like, playing out of his mind, forcing us to consider him. But he's playing well. Like he's playing he's quite well. He's just defensively and, and offensively. Look, like, am I his biggest fan? No. Am I a fan of him? Yeah. Like, I as far as and this is what I was saying. Like with Nomar Mazara, I don't think he Nomar Mazzara is bad enough yet that we need to just get him the f out. But if I'm platooning him, I'm platooning him with Adam Angle because. That man is he's he's playing well. Okay, so let me ask you: in the off season,
0: should outfield be an area that they try to improve on?
1: Who depends on what's available. In my opinion, like it, it's going to be situational. It's going to be situational. Because if we can get Aaron Judge, then yes. Well, Aaron Judge <laughs> is not an opportunity, Tom. I know. But
0: George Springer no, is out there. No.
1: Asterisks, wow! Not about it. I I genuinely don't think he's as good. Like I think he's a good player, but he's obviously a lot better last season than this season.
0: Okay, so no improvement. You don't want any sort I, of no. Upgrade I don't in want George Springer. That's what I'm saying. You don't and want this any sort of upgrade it's in the outfield.
1: Situational. I would have to look at being you. It's it's you gotta weigh it. It's like okay, are we gonna go out and get an, an outfielder or are we gonna go out and get a starting pitcher? It's I want a starting pitcher first. Right. So if it's weighing concerns, like... What, I agree. Like, a what Trevor, capital are we going to use Trevor to Bauer get? should yes, be a higher that's, priority. That's the right. priority. And yeah. then, you know, like, this is... In other words, outfield is on the list, but it's lower in the pecking order of my concerns. Okay. So if we don't improve in the outfield this offseason, I'm not going to, like, throw a fit. But it is an area that, like, hey, if they went and got somebody, I'm not going to be mad. Well, speaking of improvements in the field... Jared Dice. I saw,
0: yes, <laughs> obviously that happened. But I actually, the I'm going to limit this to three players each, three position players and three yeah, we pitchers. Keep, we keep talking. <laughs> because we're talking a lot. The third player I want to bring up is Danny Mendick. I want to hear your thoughts on whether they should, in the offseason, try to improve on Danny Mendick, or if you think he's a piece moving forward that they should re-sign. Uh, or, you know, maybe actually solidify to a real contract instead of, um, trying to play ar- the arbitration game. Um, one thing that I saw on MLB.com is like you know teams who players who are on very struggling teams who could possibly on the be on the trading block, right? Yeah. And one player that was brought up was Jonathan Scope.
1: Ooh.
0: Jonathan Scope at second base,
1: and the options for teams, the White Sox were on that list. I- this is the thing, though, is if you really want Madrigal to flourish, he needs to play every day. Correct. And Danny Medwick. Um, Medwick. That's right. It is <laughs>
0: Medwick, according to uh, ESPN. ESPN.
1: <laughs> so Danny Medwick is, like, if Scope was out there, that's that's the play. Like, I mean, if, if, if he's on the cheap and you can get Scope as your backup to Madrigal, I don't know if Scope would like that very much. And, you know, but... And, and I think that's where I'm at. Like again. Well, Jonathan Scope will not be a backup. No. Again with the with the pecking order. The like the things, the needs that we need to address. Magical and Mendic at second, as you know, your first your first second baseman being Magical, your second, your backup being Mendic. That's that's gonna get it done, in my opinion. And maybe this is just a hot streak for Mendic. And this isn't representative of who he is because he really hasn't. He was good at the end of last season, and he's been good this season. He he's not necessary. He's not a starter though, and that's that's what it comes down. to. He, right. he's a bench guy. No, of course, of and course. And but as a bench guy, he's filling that role very well. For so sure. let's keep him as a bench guy. And yeah, I mean, the long answer to sh- like short answer long right. He, Danny Medwick belongs in the organization.
0: Okay. Let's cover pitchers. Yeah. Okay. There are some guys who I have question marks on, and I want to hear your opinions. <laughs> I'm going to start hot again. Raylo. What is Raylo's e- position on this team in the future?
1: <laughs> because I have my opinion. but He's the ace of the future. Um, <laughs>
0: this is a Carlos Rodon take <laughs> for Hot Take Tommy.
1: <laughs> if you can just get healthy... If he can just get healthy, no. He's, um, hmm.
0: What would you do with Carl, with uh Reynaldo Lopez right now?
1: I mean, you got to keep him around because he has had flashes in the pan. and uh, But the, the, the top tier of his talent level at this point looks like a fifth starter that is spotty. You know, like mm-hmm. a 4-5 four, four ERA like every other start is Garbo. That might be a ceiling. Exactly. And, I mean, like, if you're okay with that at the back end of your rotation, then you're okay with that at the back end of your rotation. Something I addressed
0: on – this is a shameless plug here, but I've been doing the uh, final five on Twitter Ah. after every game. (laughs) I did miss the day game against the Pirates um, because I was working. But, (sighs) Reynaldo Lopez – has been pitching really well when he gets runners on base. It's really weird. And when he's in jams. Yeah. At least he definitely did the other night. Yeah. Last he, night.
1: And he just like, so I don't know if it's like the adrenaline or the like Oh, cool. I got to, I got to, fo- hey, that. Might be. And this this is what I was thinking of is like, hey, you've got a situation where we sign another starter in the offseason and then we, you know, kind of pad that up and then we have Kopech coming back. And like, let's say that Kopech or Dane Dunning are good. So then you have four starters, you know, uh, Keiko, Geo, um, insert Acquisition and then either Kopeck or Dane Dunning. They're all doing good, right? Then you need a fifth guy who can kind of bounce in and out of the rotation as the long reliever slash starter when somebody goes down. There's Ronaldo Lopez's role for you. He's not going to be your starter like every freaking five days, like they think they like. Uh, Coop went on the radio the other day and said he's he's their number three starter. He's not. A number three starter. I'm sorry. He's, he's still not. saying that? He's still saying that. Yeah. Like, three days ago, Don Cooper said this. Come on, fam. And it's just... This man's high. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, they didn't do any research, and they just said, Reynaldo Lopez, you're our number three starter. You're the best. And he's not. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. So, S- it's more of... It, more than anything, we need to change the organization's mind about... Well, exactly. Reynaldo Lopez. Right. So, kay. might be a moot point. Next guy I've got a big question mark on is Steve C. Sheck. The man is the truth. So don't come at me with this. He just needs another offseason to resets, and then um, he's going to be good, man. He's going to be good. His arm is ragged. Yeah, My but, friend. you know, you just get a good night's sleep. And you then, know what, uh, do you know
0: who Steve C. Sheck has written all over him when it comes to White Sox signings in the last five years? Oh, who? <laughs> he's Kelvin Herrera 2.0. Oh. oh. He's oh, Kelvin Herrera 2.0. Mean. He was good in other places to start off, and then he was over-pitched. Joaquin Soria. Then, uh, hey, he was a trade piece. Like yeah. that's
1: Joaquin Soria actually turned out okay. all right for us.
0: Yeah, he did. So that's where I'm at with Steve Ciszek. All right. That's a little mean, but,
1: right. I mean, okay.
0: Lastly, I, I got to ask you in regard to his position on the team now and mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Ross the boss, Detweiler.
1: Ross is the... Ben White's out. Well, let's put it this way. He's got the best ERA in baseball. (laughs) So, (laughs) probably tied for it. Probably tied for it, but still, zero ERA is zero ERA. Like, the man hasn't given up a run. Over 12 and a third innings. And your favorite stat... Ten strikeouts, too. Your favorite stat, FIP, which... 153 FIP. Okay, so... I just want to go one more time with this FIP. It, it's a dumb stat for me because it only includes home runs, strikeouts, and walks, it's right? It's
0: something to take into consideration with luck. Okay. Where the no, ball no, no, lands. No. That,
1: how <sighs> hard the ball is hit. Okay. okay. Here's the thing, though. There right. will always be balls in play, Steve. There's no such thing as balls always not be going balls in in play. play, but
0: you have to take into consideration For a man how who loves Burley no. as much as you did. All right, let's speaking of lefties that we
1: love, Ross Detweiler. What were what are your thoughts on him? Ross Detweiler is the greatest of all time and he will be on the White Sox when they win a World Series. Do you actually think that Ross Detweiler is somebody at the White Sox should re-sign? Yes. I mean, this is the thing. They've found the role that works for him. They've found the role that works for him. Either that or trade him now when his value is at its highest. Okay. Like, you got to do one or the other. Right now, he's on a minor league deal. Do you sign him
0: for more than a minor league deal next year as a free agent? Yeah. As a 34, going to be 35 year old,
1: give him a million dollars, put him, put his batuti in the, in the bullpen and might
0: ask for more in the mill. Nah. If he asks for a two and a a half, $3 million contract, what do you give him? I don't know. You give him that? Here's the thing. It's not my money. This guy has not given up a run yet, Tom. I know he has a good pitcher war is not everything, but he has a 0.4 war this year. His career war is 0.4.
1: Yeah,
0: he's good. He has been very good. So do you continue to ride it out with him? I think even if it costs you three mil,
1: I, again, cost to benefit ratio. Does this mean we're missing out on a free agent that we need? I don't know in which case it's the answer is no, but in the case that it's not hurting our chances of getting something else that we really need. Like a Trevor Bauer. Like a Trevor Bauer. Then, yes, bring him back. He deserves to come back to this organization because he's done very well in this My
0: prayer is just that our front office doesn't get so cheap and they go, oh, Ross Detweiler was so good and if you look at the stats he was better than Trevor Bauer yada yada oh my god that's yeah. something our front office would do yeah. Like, yeah oh his ERA was lower than Trevor Bauer so we should re-sign him and make him <laughs> our, our fifth starter <laughs> even though he didn't start a single game
1: yeah no he's he's and, th- and that's what I'm really hoping they see is like and they haven't done it yet like there's been a lot of bullpen days that they could have used him as an opener and tried to stretch him into three innings but they haven't and I think that's a testament to the fact that they know that we know that they know that he's not a starter yep. he's a middle reliever and he's good at that role he's a great middle reliever yep most definitely
0: if anything too i know you were mentioning Raylo as the guy to be that that hover fifth like that former wandy rodriguez yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. hector santiago uh-huh. type yep, of position yep. if anything ross detweiler was your guy to do that not Raylo,
1: but I disagree because I don't want him starting ever. I don't want him starting, but at the same time, I don't know if I want Reynaldo Lopez
0: starting either.
1: That's all well and good, but I would still rather have, I know this is a crazy thing because Ross is clearly a better pitcher. I would rather have... Reynaldo Lopez starting than Ross Detweiler because we, at this point we again we have finally found a spot that Ross Detweiler flourishes in you haven't found a spot that Reynaldo Lopez has flourished
0: in yet though that's either. fine so. but
1: with pitching as in all things if it's working don't change it so what do
0: they need to change for Raylo? because you're the guy that wants to continue to ride him out
1: Literally never said like he was the truth or the answer. I'm just saying that he's not going anywhere. A because he this, needs
0: to. Oh my god. A because this, this organization so thinks he's
1: their number three starter, and B because he's still a prospect basically, and C he's had flashes of
0: glory. When this man is up for <laughs> arbitration, I don't think that you can tender him.
1: That's that's. Yeah, that's what probably, I'm talking about. Ray, Lowe, obviously, yeah. no, I know that's probably so, that's probably true. All right, so there's our pitching conversation. Okay,
0: should we wrap this thing up? We're getting close to hey, our time.
1: How do you feel about being number one in the division?
0: I love it. I don't know if it's gonna last because you can't. It's not realistic for a baseball team, any baseball team, no matter how talented you are, mm-hmm. to have ten and one stretches. Over 11 games mm-hmm. uh, consistently, especially when we've got a big series against the Twins coming up, a team that we've struggled up against mightily over the past year plus. So, that being said, I think if we continue to hit the crap out of the balls, this team has, yep. if they... <laughs> God, I really, really, really am praying that they get some sort of starting pitcher. Oh, my God. Even if it's a th- Listen, I don't want it to be a three, but if they can trade even for a three. This team is the second best team in its division. Mm-hmm. I just really don't know what it's going to look like when they're the second best team in the division and when they get in the playoffs and when they match up against a team like either the Rays or the Yankees both teams that can hit pretty well yep, and both teams that pitch pretty well, how we're going to match
1: up. So I'm trying to remain optimistic. Are you still praying for that moment where we play against one of those teams, either the Rays or the Yankees or whatever, where we get exposed as not having starting pitching depth and then we have to go and do it?
0: I mean, I would love for like Giolito and Keuchel to both win games one and two and you move on to the next round of the playoffs. Cause ultimately I want to see this team win more than anything. Mm-hmm. I want to see this team win a world series again in my lifetime more than anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this team right now is good enough to win a world series, especially if they don't have another good starter. Yeah. Which is why you have to trade prospect capital for Lance Lynn, but I'm done with that.
1: No, you're not. Don't lie to me. So <laughs> not until the trade line deadline's done.
0: You're right. Yeah. And even after luckily, that, the next time we record, we'll probably be after the trade deadline.
1: And we'll be able to say that Lance Lynn is a great white sock. Oh
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I just knocked on wood.
1: All right. All right, Tom, any last
0: thoughts? Any last thoughts for us? Um, And realistic real take Tommy. Or oh, what is o- it?
1: you asked for real take Tommy. What, is that what we're calling him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him again? Real take Tommy. Real take Tommy. Hot take Tommy and real take Tommy. Okay. Can hot take Tommy was about to step out of his cage, so um, we'll reel it back in. Um, yeah, I, I think that we pretty much covered everything we needed to talk about in terms of, you know, us being really really good right now. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm content. You're content. That's real take Tommy. Content? Are are you good with being content? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got more to do, but I'm still like. I'm still cautiously approaching everything, being that I know if I was a executive, I would be like, am I really gonna shell out capital in order to secure ourselves for a season that might not end, or a season that's not sure next year, you know? Like, it's it just doesn't seem like the right move money-wise, even though it's the right move baseball-wise, right?
0: Well, as our old friend Hawk Harrelson would say, don't stop now, boys. Don't stop now. our Bus in Han we Trust. Have a good one, everybody.